Today, President Biden took part in a classic White House tradition by pardoning two turkeys named Liberty and Bell. Following the ceremony, they'll be taken away to a peaceful farm to live out their days. And Joe Biden said, wait, you talking about the turkeys or me? Uh, the Democrats cheering and applauding the demise of Joe Biden as he's sent out to a farm to live out his days. It would be the best thing for humanity, we must admit. Well, happy Tuesday to you and welcome. The day after tomorrow, as you might be aware, is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving itself, Thanksgiving proper. I have family flying in today to Washington, D.C. from Chicago's O'Hare Airport. Four beloved family members. Another six or so remaining in Chicago, not coming into Washington. We're going to have some rain. I saw on the news I should be terrified that the rain is coming. It's going to be the biggest rain ever. It's like build an ark time. I I saw it on the local news. It was quite terrifying. Uh, In reality, it's just going to rain and it'll be fine. And airplanes made by the patriarchy fly just fine in the rain. Not a problem at all. In fact, they can be struck by lightning in mid-flight and be just fine. Just fine. And yesterday, the Democrats in the Biden administration were, what what, what were you just say, celebrating? Was it celebrating? Is that what they're doing? Transgender, what were they calling it? Awareness Day? Transgender Awareness Day, I think is what they're calling it. Remembrance. Remember, like it's the Holocaust. Yeah. And they said that 26 transgender people lost their lives in the United States last year under nefarious circumstances, they didn't explain that pretty much all of them were killed by people they know and were having sex with. But pay no attention to that. 26 people. And then my friend Marty and I were going back and forth on this. And we went to this government website. Turns out 28 people on an average year in the United States, 28 people are killed by lightning strikes in the United States. And uh, then 26 transgender people are, are murdered, usually while... How do you say this? Uh, Working as sex workers. Democrats like to call prostitutes sex workers now because they figure it's their son getting a job, so they'll take it. Or their daughter. But I think usually, you know, whatever you're talking about there. You're a prostitute. That's always alarming, isn't it, when you (laughs) you find out. Yeah, and the the Democrats yesterday and ABC News and the rest, the epidemic of anti-transgender violence, highlighted in a new report, but you can't believe anything in it because it's just politics. Pure politics, completely crazy. And yet another transgender swimmer because Democrats don't like women. They're erasing, I don't know why they're, it's, it's a mother thing. We need, we need like a million Sigmund Freuds to come into the United States and sit down with every member of the Democrat Party. Trans swimmer, that's transgender. Trans is a prefix. <clears throat> that's not the word trans, the prefix trans doesn't mean transgender, but they've reduced it to that. It's uh, like they like to reduce everything to an abbreviation or an acronym. Transgender, I'll add the rest, swimmer breaks New Jersey college record after switching from men's team to women's team. Ramapo, that's the college, deletes post congratulating trans swimmer 
after ex-NCAA athlete called out the school. This is the Fox News Channel writing the story. A transgender swimmer, meaning a man saying that he's a woman, but he's not, at Ramapo College of New Jersey, broke a women's school record over the weekend. That's because he's a man. After competing for the men's team for three years. See, he competed for the men's team for three. Didn't, uh, what's his name, do that too? At, uh, and uh, he did that too, swam as a... Yeah, Leah Thomas swam as a man and then said, I'm a lady, and then started swimming as a lady because Democrats are mentally ill and shattered all the school records for women because that's your Democrat party. Megan, Megan Cortez Fields, a man, won first place and broke a school record in the 100-yard butterfly with a time of 52.22 seconds at the Cougar Splash Invitational. Isn't it kind of ironic that it's called the Cougar Splash and he's a grown man posing as a woman? A two-day meet between six schools in Dallas, Pennsylvania. Dallas, not Texas, Dallas, Pennsylvania. She, meaning he, also came in first place in the 200-yard individual medley. It's a medley. And earned second place in the 200-yard butterfly. Whoever the woman was that won the 200-yard butterfly should get two trophies. The Ramapo swim team congratulated Cortez Fields on an Instagram post for breaking the school record, but deleted the post after former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines drew attention to the meet results on X. And Riley Gaines uh, posted... The Ramapo College Instagram account that posted the photo of the male swimmer has now deleted the post. They always hate the public attention after being called out for their discrimination and mistreatment of women. That's right, discrimination against and mistreatment of actual women. Amazing. Riley Gaines posting the Ramapo College swimmer in New Jersey goes from less than mediocre male swimmer to a record smasher competing against women. Hmm, where have I seen this before? Pound sign, save women's sports. It is a pound sign, just just for the record. You can't say that a man is a woman, and you can't say that a pound sign is a hashtag. It's a pound sign, okay? But this this is your Democrat Party. Your Democrat Party has got a lot of issues. A lot of issues. Absolutely extraordinary stuff. Insulting trans swimmer breaks New Jersey college record after switching from men's team to women's team. Just uh, just extraordinary. Oh, also, there's another one here. And uh, Stephen Crowder, Louder by Crowder, has this story. Male captain of girls' high school volleyball team. You know, that reminds me. You see, I think it was a college volleyball team where they had a man playing as a woman. And the man uh, jumped like five feet in the air and spiked the ball into a woman's face on the other side of the net, smashed her nose, like busted her orbital ridge. She now has uh, permanent vision problems. She's got like migraine headaches for the rest of her life. There was blood everywhere. Uh, Looked like Mike Tyson punched her in the face. And the Democrats say, hey, you got to break a few eggs, you know, just like Joseph Stalin. So here's male captain of girls' high school volleyball team reportedly booed after asking opponent, forgive my language, 
Did my penis distract you? Well, you're playing on a on a women's girls high school volleyball team. The male captain, oh captain, my captain, of a Massachusetts Gesundheit high school girls volleyball team is accused of making vul- vulgar comments toward one of his female opponents, asking in the heat of competition, quote, did my penis distract you, end quote. Well, it's, uh, you know, I think even, uh, you know, it's supposed to be tucked away, uh, isn't it? It's supposed to have some kind of coverage on that. And I know some of you are saying, hey, Brodigan, did you mean trans girl? No, I mean the dude over there. Since trans girls are girls and there is no difference than a cis girl asking, did my slang term for breasts distract you? No, see, we've opened a new front in the ongoing culture wars using, uh, you know, these rules put in place by Democrats to encourage tolerance and inclusion and gay stuff like equity. Boys who are at best, you know, uh, mediocre players in their sports then switch, become women, and then, but they don't become women. That's a lie, of course. And then they win all the trophies, and then the Democrats say, yeah, this is real good because they're mentally ill. All right, now, let's get to, uh, let's get to some other audio because that's your, your uh, Democrat gender dysphoria break for the day. Our Democrat Party is, is very unwell, very, very unwell. And uh, honestly, the ABC fake news has epidemic of anti-transgender violence highlighted in new report. There is no epidemic of anti-transgender violence. In fact, you're much more likely to be murdered as a non-transgender person, statistically speaking, than you are if you are a transgender person. Uh, let's go to the Democrat uh, audio. But if you get your news from ABC, it's like the old Ronald, Ronald Reagan line. It's not that Democrats don't know anything. It's just that so much of what they know is wrong. Because right? you, you fill your head with information. It's just not true. And that's problematic. Not for them, of course. <laughs> All right, let's go to Joe Scarborough this morning. Joe Scarborough this morning on uh, his show on MSDNC. Um, if Donald Trump is reelected uh, to the presidency of the United States, he is going to imprison Americans and execute Americans because this, if you get your news from NBC News and Morning Joke, Joe Scarborough, who is not a journalist and was never a journalist, and uh, he's a mental case at this point. But here is uh, Donald Trump is going to execute Americans. Be afraid, be very afraid. He hasn't done the things that the American judicial system did not allow him to do last time, but may very well allow him to do this time, or a judicial system that will be ignored by Donald Trump and ran over by Donald Trump to create the greatest constitutional crisis of our lifetimes. Just because he hasn't done it yet, doesn't mean he won't do it when he gets a chance to do it. And if he is voted into office, then a lot of these people that are talking about literal or figurative or whatever the hell they're saying, you're gonna look like idiots. Joe Scarborough might go to the roof of 30 Rock with a rifle and shoot 150 people and kill them 
Now, just because he hasn't done it yet doesn't mean that he won't do it. But wait, Donald Trump is going to kidnap, jail, and execute people. He will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Just look at his past. It's not really hard to read. And drive from the country. We're hoping that Barbara Streisand will make good on her uh, claim and she'll flee the country. Though He's going to imprison and execute the people. This, if you watch MSNBC and you believe this, you are very severely mentally impaired. He's going to imprison, execute, and drive from the country just because he hasn't done it doesn't mean. Now, I've been sharing with you the last couple of days The Economist, and then The Washington Post reproduced it yesterday. The Economist had headline, Donald Trump poses the biggest danger to the world in 2024. Of course, my friend Tim pointed out yesterday that he won't be inaugurated again until 2025, so their timeline is also wackadoodle, but never mind that. And then Congressman Dan Goldman, who is a left-wing Democrat America hater from Brooklyn, New York, uh, I shared this with you yesterday. He was on the television over the weekend. And uh, oh, no, it was yesterday morning, also on MSDNC. And uh, what, it was Sunday? Yeah. It was Sunday. Uh, and he said that uh, Donald Trump must be eliminated. That man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy. Uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. He has to be eliminated. Now, what, what does that word mean? It reminded Michael and I of Michael Beschloss, the award-winning presidential historian and media pundit, who in 2022, uh, days before the midterm elections, uh, warned us about the looming apocalypse. What was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed, we're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. And then he sent a check to Planned Parenthood. Whether our children will be arrested and killed. And this passes for journalism and for highbrow uh, intellectual discourse. He uh, was a respected presidential historian. But uh, the Trump derangement syndrome has caused severe brain damage. Honestly, your children will be arrested and killed. Trump has to be eliminated. Trump will imprison and execute people. He did uh, have um, Qasem Soleimani killed the uh, uh, Iranian terrorist leader. That's our Democrat Party. And then they wag their fingers at us about political rhetoric. He has to be eliminated. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Now, the Democrat Party rhetoric is, this is normal. Um, I mean, honestly, I was uh, talking about it uh, yesterday, what, the, the headline that Trump, Donald Trump poses the biggest danger to the world in 2024. It would be completely unsurprising if a crazy Democrat MSNBC viewer, you know, the guy that shot Congressman Steve Scalise and tried to murder the entire baseball field full of Republican members of Congress, he was an MSNBC viewer and a Bernie Sanders campaign volunteer, would-be mass political assassin. The Democrats have already launched suicide attacks against the police in Washington, D.C., New York, Dallas, Baton Rouge, and beyond. Uh, suicide attack against members of Congress. Committed suicide at the Supreme Court on Earth Day by self-immolation because, you know, he didn't want people putting smoke into the air. There's a lot they don't understand. But the standard rhetoric that we get from the Democrat Party uh, is and Pete Boot Edge Edge, whose friend, his close personal friend, was sentenced to 30 years in prison yesterday for his trafficking in gay child torture porn and uh, he was sentenced to 150 years in prison, but they let 120 years go because, you know, got to have a dinner date with Pete Buttigieg in seven years or something when he gets out. But Pete Buttigieg yesterday uh, came out when his, on the same day as his buddy who he invited to the White House repeatedly was sentenced for the gay child torture porn. Uh, Pete Buttigieg was out there talking about air travel for Thanksgiving and somehow it's the terrible extremist Republicans' fault that uh, air travel. I need to stress that the progress I've discussed and the progress underway with regard to our aviation workforce technology and infrastructure is not guaranteed. Every time extremist Republicans in Congress bring us to the brink of a government shutdown, it threatens to stop the momentum that we have built around training uh, and around protecting customer rights. Did they then attack the DNC headquarters in a violent mob and injure six police officers and threaten members of Congress and terrify, uh, who was it? It was Debbie Dingell, uh, who inherited her house seat from her late husband because we're a lot more like the Philippines than we'd like to admit. And uh, Debbie Dingell said it was much more terrifying being being in the DNC headquarters the other night. That was Wednesday night, last uh, Wednesday than it was being in the Capitol on January 6th. But the, you know, air marshals are still chasing January 6th people. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. What was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. That's right. Whether your children will be arrested and conceivably killed. Presidential historian Michael Beschloss on MSDNC on the leader. That was the midterms. You can imagine what the general election would be like on a presidential year. Uh, these people have all had mental breakdowns. It must be social media related or 
And Democrat Congressman Dan Goldman from Brooklyn, New York, whose office was vandalized just the other day by leftists who are calling for the genocide of the Jewish people, and their Democrats doing that, says that President Trump has to be eliminated. That's his word. He's a member of Congress. He has to be eliminated. That's what Dan Goldman, Democrat Congressman, House of Representatives, said. They are crazy people. And Joe Scarborough this morning saying that if Donald Trump is reelected later this year and is sworn in in January of next year, that he will imprison and execute people. He will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Yeah. I All these Hollywood people who say they're going to flee the country and then never do I'd like to see that. They, uh, this is now. If uh, uh, honestly, there aren't many people, but there are some people who think they get their news from MSDNC. They watch that channel and think that they're getting news, which is pretty amazing. Amazing. And boot edge edge. Those extremist Republicans. This is the rhetoric, and then. Joe Biden yesterday made some lame comment about, oh, we're all Americans here. Radical extremists murdering, imprisoning, kidnapping uh, terrorists. And they've got uh, people that were in Washington on January 6th, nearly three years ago, are on a terror watch list and, and are being followed and tracked by the TSA and the air marshals because that makes a lot of sense. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, let's take uh, let's take a phone call, Michael. I haven't gotten a phone call in a long time. Let's go to let's go to Sid calling from Los Angeles, California. El Sid, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Thank you, Chris. I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, maybe you know the answer. Yes. What what group of people are the air marshals not following? What group of people are they not following? Um, uh, transgender, suicide, vest-wearing, uh, left-wing terrorist lunatics? Well, that's close, but I think the answer is Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and you're... Yes, sing- I, I think the people on this list have been singled out as uh, uh, Democrats, uh, singled out Republicans who may be even Trump supporters. Right. Well, that's... Look at their political background. That. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Not on the list. That is look that that's exactly what uh, the uh, air marshal woman said is that yeah they're being targeted by the federal government law enforcement air marshals transportation TSA whatever it is safety security transportation security administration and they're using those federal law enforcement resources those federal law enforcement assets to target political enemies nearly three years after January 6th. And again, the lefties just attacked the DNC headquarters uh, the other day. Uh, no innocent woman was shot and killed uh, for no particular reason. But it was a violent political attack uh, orchestrated in large part by the Democrat Socialists of America that came down from New York to stage the attack. They were concealing their identities with masks, they uh, violently attacked a political headquarters. It fits the definition of insurrection, if you want to look up the definition of insurrection. We have, uh, Sid, I think what you're saying is 
you're you're observing that we have a politically driven federal law enforcement apparatus that is targeting the political enemies of the exactly. Democratic Party. Exactly. It's what Joe Scarborough says that Trump would do. They're doing right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, no sense of irony, right, Sid? I mean, honestly, that's amazing stuff. Sid, thank you. Uh, thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. Yeah. And the TSA is putting out news. Oh, it's going to be the biggest travel week on record. But you're busy following people that flew and the nice woman from the Air Marshals Group, Sonia Labosco, director of the Air Marshals National Council, said that one man who made it onto their list was actually in Washington, D.C. for a funeral. Flew in for a funeral, made his way to the to the Communist Party's list here. And uh, honestly, I got to tell you, let me just tell you. Uh, Sid, thank you. There was a story I wanted to get to yesterday, and I didn't get to it, but it's kind of a funny story. The uh, the big peaceful rally on the mall, the pro-Israel rally, not the pro-terrorist rally, which the Democrat Party rallies all are at this point, pro-terrorist, pro-radical Islamic jihad. They've uh, brainwashed young people to be pro-Osama bin Laden now. They, you know, the, the soil had already been tilled, and when they read a two-page letter written allegedly by Osama bin Laden in 2002, a whole passel of 20-somethings in the United States of America said, wow, Osama bin Laden is right. My eyes are now open. Now I see the world. And these are college-educated liberals, self-described liberals, who are now adjunct jihadis. You know, how like they, they put that L-B-G-T-Q-I-A-A. One of the A's is allies, right? Like nobody's an ally. I mean, you people need to get over yourselves, honestly. Nobody cares what you do, uh, really. If you just shut up every now and then, that would be appreciated, though. And that's I know that's impossible. But uh, they are allies of Hamas. It's We added the other day LGBTQH for Hamas. And then we should add A, allies, because they're literal allies. And it happened like that. That was me snapping my fingers. Like that. It just happened in no time at all. Suddenly, people that self-describe as liberals were chanting from the river to the sea and young people praising Osama bin Laden in no time at all. And that's because the Democrat Party has been tilling this soil with DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, which I and now some other people like to call DIE because, you know, it's more appropriately called DIE. And uh, DIE America is their movement, and they're murdering America right before our very eyes. And, of course, critical race theory opens the door to being pro-Hamas and anti-Israel. And that's what they've been using to indoctrinate people in, in schools all over the place. Now, at this very peaceful rally last Tuesday, my best girl was there. A number of friends of mine were there. I would have been there, but I work a lot and I couldn't make it. Um, there was, uh, <clears throat> my friend Marty was there and he said that he saw a woman with a sign. The sign, the best sign at the rally of 300,000 people who are pro-civilization and anti-mass murder, right? 
which I am. I'm pro-civilization. I'm a Zionist. I believe that Israel has the right to exist. And, and, and Israel is civilization in that region, and Hamas is barbarity and blood-drenched murder. And that's why you can see why the Democrats would come down on the side of Hamas. Right? But my friend Marty's there, and we were talking after we were having some beers. And he said, oh, yeah, there was a woman walking around. There are all kinds of signs, you know, pro this, um, uh, you know, pro Israel. And, uh, but there's a woman walking through the crowd with a big sign over her head that she made with a black magic marker on a big white cardboard board. And the sign said in this crowd of 300,000 people on the mall, I'm single. I'm single. The sign said. <laughs> so here's a woman in the crowd who is thinking, you know, Washington, D.C., it's kind of hard for a normal woman to find a normal man. And and I keep hearing about this, actually, from young women that I work with, women primarily in their 30s who just shake their heads and say, well, you know, what happened to all the normal men? Uh, you can't find any normal men in Washington, D.C. Uh, half of them are gay, and uh, the half that aren't gay are, uh, you know, not the kind that maybe you're looking forward to marrying and settling down with someday. Can't throw a football, can't catch a baseball, uh, and are wrong about everything. I was talking to one nice young woman recently who is normal and healthy and and well-adjusted. Went on a date, and uh, shortly into the date, the guy started trashing Tucker Carlson, started trashing Tucker Carlson, hate Tucker Carlson. And what was the other part? Uh, hates Tucker Carlson. And, oh, well, hates Trump, of course. And, um, yeah, there was another one along that line. And she said, well, that was it. I knew that was it. It was going to date number one. You're trashing Tucker Carlson. Why trash Tucker Carlson? Because you're probably an MSNBC person. And you got these brainwashed zombies out there. But in any case, this woman shows up with a crowd of 300,000 people pro-Israel rally with a sign that just says, I'm single. Because it's that hard for a woman to find a normal date in Washington, D.C. in 2023. And that is a funny Funny story. Also on the other side, it said hummus, not Hamas. You know, the chickpea uh, spread, which is delicious. Um, Middle Eastern food. Hummus, not Hamas. And now it turns out that a Jewish publication, Forward, has a story on, on the woman because she got like a million clicks or something. That woman with the I'm single sign at the Israel rally, she wasn't really looking for a husband. Oh, sure. That's why you walk around with that sign in a crowd of 300,000 people. Morgan Raum, R-A-U-M. Morgan Raum said the sign was a Jewish joke that most people got. That's what she said. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I got to think, actually, if you're walking around with that sign in a crowd of uh, hundreds of thousands of people. See, uh, Morgan Raum said the sign was a joke. She said... There's an emphasis on matchmaking in Jewish culture. And here I was in the midst of 300,000 Jewish people. Not entirely true, but okay. Says the 26-year-old New Yorker. I was just supposed, it was just supposed to be funny, she said. And she said the flip side of the sign read, Hamas, not Hamas. I'm not actually looking for a husband this way, she said. Wink, wink. Sure. Yeah, but if it just happened in the crowd, then fine, fine. 
Now she's being a little bashful, I think. But it was the funniest sign. And apparently the sign got, I think the story says, got millions of clicks. More than three million people liked photos of the sign on Instagram and X, which is still in parentheses, formerly known as Twitter. Just in case if you haven't caught up, haven't caught up with that. Pretty amazing stuff. Mm, 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 mm. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to uh, uh, Lunch Bucket Joe because he was on the loose yesterday, and it was his 81st birthday. His 81st birthday was yesterday. And we should remind, particularly because we join new stations uh, every hour, I should remind that Joe Biden's date of birth, Joe Biden's date of birth, November 20th, 1942, was closer, that date, closer to Abraham Lincoln's second inauguration than it was to Joe Biden's first and only inauguration. That is true. I know people hear that and like, that's not true. That's just a stupid. No, that's true. That's actually true. All right, let's go to Joe Biden from yesterday because he spoke to the cameras. Therefore, he got a lot of stuff wrong, and it's all very mockable, of course. Now, Joe Biden yesterday, he... Um, he observed that it was his birthday. Somebody told him, reminded him that it was his birthday. They're kind of playing it low at the White House. And uh, Joe Biden tried to say that some people sang him happy birthday. And by the way, I, it's my birthday today, and they can actually sing birthday. I just want you to know it's difficult turning 60. <laughs> difficult. <laughs> and they can actually sing birthday to me, and they can actually sing, past tense, birthday to me. That was terribly grammatically incorrect. <laughs> and then he thought something funny was said, but that's because he misunderstood what he had just said. Then Joe Biden, now there was an incident at a Taylor Swift concert in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, the other day where it was apparently warm and uh, summertime in the Southern Hemisphere for Democrats falling around. You guys are going to have to look that up. And a woman collapsed, uh, a fan, and was taken to the hospital, right? And the, then was fine, right? Didn't she die? I don't know. And then, yeah, there was some report that she died. Then she may have gotten better. And so Joe Biden confuses Taylor Swift with Britney Spears, and then to do himself one better... He also mentions the Beyonce tour because he has no idea what he's talking about. He's referring to a Taylor Swift concert in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, but he cites Britney Spears, and then he says the Renaissance tour, which is the Beyonce tour, right? Did the person die? Yes. Oh, the person died? Okay, person in a big crowd in Rio de Janeiro going to a Taylor Swift concert uh, died. And so here's Joe Biden trying to make sense of it all. Now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds. The turkeys. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or, or, or Britney's tour. She's down in, it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Yeah, the Renaissance tour is the Beyonce tour. Britney Spears is not on tour. 
but he's trying to conjure up the Taylor Swift tour in Rio de Janeiro where it's kind of warm down there because a fan uh, reportedly died at one of her concerts. So she gave out bottles of water after the fact, which, which ought to do it, I think. That's our president. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Uh, Also, the Republican Attorney General in Virginia fighting against the anti-Semites, the Democrats. I've got that coming up. Uh, The Democrats are not fighting against that. Joe Biden yesterday trying to articulate and uh, failing once again. He tried to say something flattering about the United States. Let's remind ourselves Mm -hmm. that we're blessed to live in the greatest nation on this face of the earth. On this face of the earth, this fan, on on the other face of the earth, you got communist China, uh, Joe Biden. He is, uh, he's still trying to talk. Let's remember, we are the United States of America. And there is nothing, 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 I mean this sincerely, nothing beyond our capacity when we work together. We've never come out of a situation, a bad circumstance, not without being better off when we come through it. Right. Uh, Well, you might be the exception to that rule. And he was, yeah, we're all in, we're on this. And then Pete Buttigieg was out there talking about extremist Republicans causing air travel difficulties on Thanksgiving week, uh, while Joe Scarborough was saying that Donald Trump is going to imprison and execute people other than Qasem Soleimani. And Congressman Democrat Dan Goldman from New York said that Trump has to be eliminated. He has to be eliminated. Which sounds like, you know, what it sounds like. And and then, of course, uh, you know, Michael Beschloss saying that democracy and our children will be arrested and killed because, you know, we're all on the same team, don't you know? You're a Democrat party. And uh, then they're looting the stores near you to the point where there's nothing on the shelves anymore. I'm sorry, that's near me. <laughs> because Democrats... San Francisco Mayor London Breed came out and, well, she lied to ABC News about how crime is going down in San Francisco, and ABC News sat there nodding. But I've got a business owner responding to that lie. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 